The motorsports world is where legends are made, the unthinkable happens, and barriers are broken. One man harnesses the power of an industry every week. This is the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor, with Jim Beaver. Well, 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 welcome to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver here, coming off a... uh, Big event uh, I was driving at, Vegas Torino. we got a lot to talk about in regards to that. I had Racer Magazine and Marty Fioca out there, as well as my good friend Rallycross extraordinaire, Mr. Steve Arpin. Uh, knocked out uh, a ton of mileage there at Vegas Torino. Got a big feature dropping on Racer Magazine, all kinds of content. Um, I'm going to tell you that here in the first hour, kind of recap Vegas Torino. Uh, we've also got uh, a lot of guests, a lot of interviews today. We've got uh, Dalton Kellett. He is a rookie at the Indy 500, going to be running for A.J. Foyt Racing. We got him on the show talking about this weekend's big Indy 500 on Sunday. We've also got Tiffany Stone here. She is actually on site at the uh, Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion in Tennessee. So she's going to call in and uh, tell us uh, you know, what uh, what's on tap for this weekend in her world. We got a uh, massive dose of power rankings with Chris Leone, and then... We've also got a good friend of mine, Monster Jam Racer, well, not well, former Monster Jam Racer, current Monster Truck Racer, Joe Sylvester on the show. And uh, Joe's done everything from, you know, sprint cars, dirt track, off-road trucks, uh, you know, obviously uh, Monster Truck Racing. Um, he's won at the Monster Jam level, won the Young Gun Shootout there at the Monster Jam World Finals. So uh, great interview. Always fun having Joe Sylvester on the show. So Dalton Kellett, Joel Sylvester, Chris Leone, Tiffany Stone, a lot coming at you. We've also got an open segment in hour number two. I'm going to dive into some of the motorsports news, but also we're going to be taking some fan questions. You know what that means? Hit me up at Jim Beaver 15 if you want to get your, you know, your questions answered in the show. If I miss them this week, who knows? Maybe I'll answer them next week. But I uh, love getting those fan questions cranked in, so hit me up. It's at Jim Beaver 15 on the Twitter machine, and uh, we will get those cycled into the show. So thanks to everybody who has uh, reached out. Thanks to everybody who is. uh Tuning in there on Dan Patrick Radio, Sirius XM Channel 211. Welcome to the show, Sports Byline, American Forces Network, Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, DownAndDirtyShow.com, Spotify, Spreaker, anywhere else you listen to the show. Thank you guys. Much appreciated. Um, and uh, it's funny. Well, I guess I got a story to tell about the show, but uh, we will uh, hit that up here after the break because uh, it is quite funny when you're driving around the entire state of Nevada. So we'll dive into that and a whole lot more. We turn here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with the Down and Dirty Radio Show since 2012. You want extreme performance, reliability, and the most fun you can have on four wheels? The Polaris Razor brings it to you, but you don't need to take my word for it. You can take theirs. I'm Tanner Faust, and I choose the Polaris Razor because it's the most fun you can have with a steering wheel. What's up? I'm Ronnie Renner, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the sickest, most reliable side-by-side on the planet. What's up, everybody? Heavy D from Diesel Brothers. Listen, I'm on Team Razor because it's hands down the best piece of machinery on the planet. 
I'm RJ Anderson, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the most fun, most capable machine. Action sports stars, TV personalities, and some of the best race car drivers in the world all choose Polaris Razor because it's the ultimate combination of power, suspension, agility, and fun. Find out more information on the web at PolarisRazor.com or follow at Polaris Razor on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and use the hashtag RazorLife to share your story. Conditions off the pavement are always changing, so why settle for a light bar that just turns on and off? The Rigid Adapt is a revolutionary new light bar that will automatically select from eight beam patterns that range from a widespread 90-degree flood to a 15-degree spot based on your vehicle's speed. Try that with your knockoff light bar. A dash-mounted controller allows the user to toggle between adaptive mode beam patterns and rgbw accent lighting with adapt it's easier than ever to own the night looking to have some fun on four wheels dirtfish rally school has you covered packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at dirtfish just 30 minutes outside of seattle and snoqualmie you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high octane rush of rally on mud dirt and tarmac get started today and call 425 425- 888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at visionwheel on social media to learn more. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, I want to give a shout out before we get rolling here, though, to uh, good partners there at uh, iRacing. You know, people stuck at home right now. A lot of people are watching. Racing on TV, uh, you know, no fans in attendance. Maybe a race car driver and some of your events got canceled. You know what? Get in the game with iRacing. And if you uh, use the coupon code PR-JimBeaver, it's going to get you a massive, massive 50% off when you sign up for the service. And uh, trust me, man, iRacing, a whole hell of a lot of fun. And we got some events coming up uh, later this year. So maybe maybe something uh, we can get you guys involved in. But you got to get into iRacing first. Want to race virtually? Race some of the best tracks in the world. iRacing.com. They got you handled. PR-Jim Beaver gets you 50% off. And so that being said, yes, I was out racing this past weekend at Vegas Torino. And uh, this is one of my favorite races of the year. I call it uh, I call it an adventure race. It's a desert race, but it's an adventure race. There's not many where you're driving across the entire state of Nevada or any entire state, you know, and obviously East Coast listeners, you know, we're not, we're not talking driving across Rhode Island or Connecticut. We're talking about massive states, huge states, 500 miles from one end to the other. They actually changed the start on this one. And I got to tell you, this was, I've been racing for 20 years. It's hard to even say that. But I've been racing for 20 years, and this was absolutely the most brutal 50-mile start to a desert race I have ever seen. Literally, we're sitting there, my co-driver and I, Josh, and, and we're sitting there, and I'm sitting there with a wheel, and you know, we pull up, and they got these Christmas trees, almost like drag racing, right, where it goes red, green. When it goes green, boom, you're gone. You're shot out of a cannon. 
Uh, so we're sitting there. We pull up the start line, and we know, all right, we got 30 seconds before we go. And I'm looking at Josh. I go, can you see that Christmas tree over there? He goes, no. I said, well, I know where it's supposed to be, dude, but I don't, I don't see the lights. <laughs> and he goes, me neither. I go, I hope they give us some kind of signal when it's time to go because the dust was that bad, even at the start line. So I look over at Donald, who is uh, a race director for Best of the Desert, and he's letting everybody go off the line. And um, he kind of gives me a thumbs up, and I mash the gas. And then about two seconds later, we go by where the Christmas tree was supposed to be at, and I kind of see a glimpse of green. I'm like, all right, I didn't jump the start here. But I think that pretty much sums up the first 50 miles of the race. It was that brutal. Like, legitimately, we started, and we got some videos we're going to post it goes right into a wall of dust. Literally, first 50 miles, couldn't see anything. Uh, the ruts were ridiculous in the silt beds. It was total silt beds. Literally, the bottom of our car was just dragging in the silt. And everybody's like, why didn't you get out of the ruts? Well, yeah, we did most of the time. But when you're going through a rock garden, you can't because you're going to destroy the car, you know, rip arms off going through the rocks. So you can't ride the ruts. You can't do anything. you got to stay in the ruts. And when I mean ride the ruts, I mean you get one, one tire on the middle rut are in the middle hump in the road and then one outside of it and allows you to, you know, kind of kind of straddle the the deep ruts, right? Well, you can't do that in certain spots with the boulders on the outside. So we were forced to run in the ruts and they were so deep from the trophy trucks going through and, you know, their massive 40-inch tires just chewed it all up where the bottom of our car was just dragging through the silt like crazy. And you could just hear it crunch, creak, crack, crunch. You just hear the stuff just, just barreling under the car. And there's all these boulders um, you know, that are stuck in the silt that you don't see. And man, it was gnarly. I didn't see anything for the first 50 miles out of the first 50 miles, kind of loosened up a little bit, but still miserable. And then about mile 100 after the first uh, pit, well, the second pit, the first time we had to actually change and take gas. Um, that's when things kind of loosened up. We were actually able to get racy, you know, but the first 50 miles, brutal heat. I mean, it was 110 degrees. Uh, all the cars were overheating. Mine, thankfully, we did a lot of hot weather testing here in Parker, and uh, we were totally fine on that that front. But uh, silt, I mean, at one point we changed a belt because we'd been running such hot belt temps, and uh, the guys pulled the case off to change the belt, the UTV belt, and it was just absolutely, literally, it looked like somebody had taken buckets of dirt and put it in the clutch housing. Just freaking gnarly out there. One of the craziest, most brutal races I have ever been in in my life. And uh, yeah, it was... uh, you know, we ended up not making it to the finish line. We ended up uh, going, you know, it was a 514-mile race, and I think we went 540 miles. And uh, just because we changed air filters like three times in the race, things like that. But somehow I think some dirt got into our transmission and uh, just chewed up some of the gears, and we ended up spitting high gear. And, uh, you know, and it was nobody's fault. Um, you know, it's just when you're racing in such brutal conditions, things like that happen. I know – uh, there was a couple of UTV teams lost like three front dis- front differentials in the race. Like that silt just chews everything up. It's like uh, it, it's like if you put sand in your mouth and you try and eat a sandwich, and all you do is get that greediness. Like these race cars are just you know going through that all day, every day in a race like this, and it was just gnarly, man. Um, I haven't looked at the finishing rates to see what they were for Vegas Torino, but I gotta think it had to have been uh, just next level gnarly with the finishing rates. Like I, I bet it's probably the lowest finishing rate maybe in the history of the race. It was that brutal of a course, and you know it was actually like forty miles shorter than normal. That's what's crazy about it. But uh, the start they changed it. Normally we start in Beatty, Nevada. We started in Armagosa Valley this time, and it was just just gnarly, and especially the heat to start things off. Like. Um, man, but uh, I had my good friend Steve Arpin and Marty Fioka from Racer Magazine. 
there. Um, by now, if you're listening to this, go to racer.com and uh, you can check out the whole article on uh, you know on our story and everything that happened at Vegas Torino. A lot of photos up there and things like that. Make sure and check that out. Uh, my buddy Steve Arpin, you know, he's been a guest on the show for a decade now. Professional rallycross driver, driver used to race uh, NASCAR for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Um, he was, uh, you know, he he did the middle stint. Marty was uh, the anchor to the thing, and I I started did the first 200 miles. And man, we had a ton of fun though. We got a lot of stories to tell. We got press releases coming out, video, a lot of photo content. Man, it was uh, it was a rad rad event, and uh, I am definitely looking forward to uh, getting all of our stories out there in regards to the event. Uh, man, it was hella fun, but. Uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, a bit gnarly, but you know the funny thing is, is you're driving and literally you've got hours and hours of time to kill. And we, uh, you know, we we had a couple of uh, you know when we do an event like this, we invite uh, you know some of our partners out. And I know uh, Brian Hosford from Rigid Industries, marketing director of Rigid Industries, he jumped in a chase truck and went uh, you know for the entire event with us. And we had a hell of a lot of fun. He and I were talking and we were talking about the radio show. And um, you know, I know I opened the thing talking about you know Dan Patrick Radio and we are on 200 networks and stuff like that. And you know, he, we were talking about some of the the places off the beaten path this this show airs, and uh, it was uh, one of those where he, you know I go, oh, we got some places in Nevada it airs. He goes, really, like Vegas? And I'm like, well, Vegas, yeah. But I said we got some places like Winnemucca, Nevada. And he's like, really? He's like, you ought to give him a shout out on the show. And uh, I was like, I am. So uh, yes, if you are tuning in and you're one of our uh, listeners in Winnemucca, Nevada. Uh, thank you guys for the continued support of the show. We thought about you at Vegas Torino. We had a hell of a lot of fun. And, uh, yes, you actually got talked about during Vegas Torino. So, uh, big shout out to all of our listeners in Winnemucca, Nevada. If you are, man, hit me up at Jim Beaver 15 on Twitter. And if you can prove that you're from Winnemucca, Nevada, and you are a listener to the show, I'll tell you what, I am going to send you, I will mail you a swag pack. Uh, if you can prove you're from Winnemucca, Nevada, uh, we had some special team shirts made up just for Vegas Torino and uh, I will mail one of those out to you maybe in some stickers too but we will get a swag pack to our listeners in Winnemucca Nevada sent out if you can prove you're from Winnemucca on social media so or DM me on Instagram or tag tag me on Instagram whatever if I see it we we will send you a swag pack so shout out to our listeners in Winnemucca and I honestly I think I just wanted to say Winnemucca on air but uh, yeah uh, lots of fun at Vegas Torino regardless man it was uh, gnarly I know uh, my good friend Bryce Minz Polaris Razor, um, you know, teammate over there. He ended up taking the overall victory. Uh, man, making it, uh, oh, what is that, uh, two in a row for Bryce? Almost three in a row. I know he lost it, like, with five miles to go three years ago. And, um, uh, man, it's been uh, – uh, Bryce has been on point ever since then. But uh, back-to-back Vegas Torino wins. I know Phil Blurton ended up uh, winning in the UTV division. My boy Mitch Guthrie leading the whole way. And then five miles from the finish, ended up having a flat tire. And Blurton got around. I think that's Blurton's fourth straight Vegas Torino win, which is insane. And I know he races for a different UTV manufacturer. But i got to tip the cap to you, Phil, man. Um, you are one hell of a driver, and uh, congrats. It was, uh, that, that victory did not come easy. But uh, we got a lot more Vegas. Torino to talk about today that's for sure we're going to dive into that and some news hit me up at Jim Beaver 15 if you got some questions for me and we will return here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor 
I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin. UVB rays burn. And both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov slash sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. like to welcome uh, IndyCar driver for A.J. Foyt Racing and uh, official qualifier into the Indianapolis 500 this weekend, Dalton Kellett. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me, Jim. Appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, I guess first off, I, I got to ask, I mean, we're, we're going to throw a lot at you here in the next 15 minutes, but, man, qualifying into the Indy 500, I mean, it, this has been kind of a weird year. How, how has the month of August been? I mean, this is kind of, like, to me, this is everything that we've ever known about IndyCar and Indy 500, everything has been thrown up into a blender, and somehow, you know, we find ourselves, and you're qualified into the Indy 500, so I guess that's a good thing, right? That's definitely a good thing. You know, this is my rookie year. I'm ecstatic that we're getting to start uh, P24 for the number 41 K-Line Insulators USA car. And, uh, you know, like you said, it's been a, it's been a weird year. Um, 
it's it's a shame. It, well, it, it, it's just it's it's very sad that we won't have the have have the fans on site because they're a huge part of what makes this event what it is. Uh, but obviously, for everyone's safety and public health, we have to do what we have to do. Um, and you know, it, it really hit me when I first walked into Gasoline Alley uh, on a practice day and seeing the stands empty and realizing that that's what it's going to look like on race day. So, you know, this year is really kind of up on its head in terms of what we're used to, but we still get to race. So that's the silver lining. Yeah, that's definitely the silver lining. And, you know, how has it been? I, I know a lot of the other drivers this year have, you know, obviously they've, they've actually got to do some ovals and things like that between Iowa, Texas. I know you are uh, kind of concentrating on uh, mostly road courses this year. You know, Indy is kind of one of the exceptions. Hey, how is it for you? I mean, obviously you've been behind the wheel of an Indy car this year, but, uh, you know, Indy kind of being thrown to the wolves with a big one kind of right out of the box for you as far as ovals go. How's that been? You know, it's 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 a big challenge to come here for your first oval race in IndyCar to be in Indianapolis Motor Speedway and you know, get up to speed quickly. And uh, in rookie orientation, uh, we you know struggled a, a, a little bit in the third stage, just getting past that 215 mark. We 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 started the car pretty conservative, and we had lots of understeer in it, um, which is kind of what you want for for a rookie and you know, a first timer. But then I think we kind of got a little behind the eight ball once the once the temperatures came up and it got tough, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a challenge without having that oval experience earlier in the year. But I'm lucky that I've, I've been around here in the Indy Lights car before. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. I know last year, I believe you finished uh, fifth. I mean, what's you know, what's the biggest difference in going to Indianapolis Motor Speedway other than the size, you know, other than the sheer speed of things, you know, in the transition from Indy Lights to uh, you know to you know the full IndyCar series? I mean, you know, what what are the biggest differences? Obviously, you know, there's a lot. Like you said, you've got the experience, you've raced there, you know what the track, you know, the ins and outs of the track. But what's the biggest stepping stone there? You know, is it just the sheer G forces and speed from Indy Lights to IndyCar? series well i think the the big stepping stone is kind of how fast uh the balance can shift during during the during the corners you know the outright speed you know you always get the question what's it like to drive 230 plus miles an hour it's like well we don't have a speedometer on our on our steering wheel so we don't really know you know it's like you're you're more referencing your average speed for the lap so um but the thing with the indy car especially in traffic is that you you know the margin the kind of window um to, to keep the front under you when you're in, in the arrow wash is a lot tighter and you have to be a little more precise with where you position the car. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, 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 the difficulty of the races that I've done this year. This is probably the least physical track because there's not, you know, you're not breaking and accelerating and, you know, like the, the, everything that you're doing on a, on a, on a road course uh, and having that in Indy lights experience is definitely a big advantage. And this is probably one of my better tracks. I've, I've got three, three third places and, and and the fifth last year and then actually a pole in uh, 2018 in, in the lights car yeah well how is it i mean you're moving into aj Foyt racing and uh you know you've got a, a legend i mean a legend of indycar you know what i mean a guy that's won at the you know indy 500 and tony Kanaan. i mean how's that been having him under you know under the same banner and, and having a guy like that where you if you do have questions you know kind of, you know you, you've got his access to him who is you know like you said he, he knows he knows indy you know the indy 500 and indianapolis motor speedway yeah. now yeah, you know, when I first uh, joined up with the AJ Foyt team and, um, and do, doing off-season testing at uh, Coda first and then Sebring, AJ was there, and I, I, I hadn't met him yet. I, I had met Larry a bunch of times. He does most of the day-to-day running. That's Larry Foyt, AJ's son. Um, so, you know, I was kind of – didn't know what to expect meeting, meeting Super Techs, and, you know, you hear all the stories and, you know, everything. But he's actually – 
been very uh, um, encouraging, very uh, adamant that it's a step-by-step process at Indy and the track can get away from you really quick. So you have to really kind of walk before you can run. Um, and no, he's, he, it's been great having that experience uh, on the timing stand to help out the learning process. Yeah. Well, I want to shift gears a little bit. We'll circle back to IndyCar, but, uh, you know, you know, obviously I've been doing a lot of studying on you and I want to talk a little bit about your involvement with STEM. And, you know, it's actually kind of interesting because I've got an 11 year old daughter who's actually in the, the STEM program at her school and in robotics. And it's actually pretty amazing. But you found you've really found a way to bridge the gap between the STEM programs that are now in schools and, you know, in, in professional motorsport and things like that. So I kind of wanted to just uh, let you kind of talk on what you're doing there, because I know I've talked on STEM on on the show a little bit, you know, and my daughter's involvement in it and by default, my involvement in it. But what you're doing is, is really connecting a lot of the dots for, for people who maybe want a future career in professional motorsports, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and now there's this gateway to actually, you know, kind of pursue it. So, yeah, that, that's, it's, it's, it's a great topic and it's, it's something that I'm really passionate about and kind of to give the, the background is that I, I have an engineering degree and, you know, that to me is sort of, was always kind of the backup plan for, for racing, but I, I also believe that, you know, as an athlete, since I have this platform that I can promote something that I believe in and I strongly believe in you know, helping to get kids into STEM careers and STEM education. And most recently I've been working with uh, 1080 education and the international STEM league as their brand ambassador. And what that program is, is basically it's, it's a project-based learning extracurricular STEM activity where you know, teams of, of middle through high school students uh, design and build and work on uh, 18th scale RC cars, and they have to, you know, they they start with kind of the, the same base package for all the teams, but then they can make their own parts and you know 3D print A arms and make wheels and body work, and they have to do actual engineering work. And you know, there's so many tie-ins between that program and the and the actual work that we we do on the IndyCar. So it's you know it's, it's great for and me to be able to come back to them and say, Hey, you know, the work that you're doing on this RC car, even though it's, you know, it's, it's, it seems like a toy and it's fun, but it's, it's very transferable to a career. And if you're passionate about that, then that's something that you can carry on through your education once you go to university and so on and so forth. So that's, that's kind of, you know, the, the program that I work with. And then obviously with COVID and the, the uh, quarantine, you know, most of those teams aren't actually competing and the way it works is there's uh they have, they have a few a few hundred teams in in the U.S. They're involved in schools in China, India, moving into Canada, and no, normally they bring the top teams to a, a world finals, basically at a university in the U.S. But this year, obviously, we're kind of transitioning to an e-learning platform, and we're we've got some stuff in the works that we're going to be rolling out uh, in the fall. That's really exciting with some simulation and trying to do some online stuff. So that's going to be really fun. Yeah. Well, and I think it's. It's really kind of amazing, and I, I think there was a lot of these things, like you had said, in you know, in process, kind of coming into 2020. And I feel like even with iRacing, you know, and, and you're talking about STEM and and some of the virtual learning, and I feel like if there was actually, if there's a such thing as a positive from this whole pandemic, I, I feel like there's a, a lot of this, you know, this these type of programs that now actually are even more important, you know, because people are actually able to still do them and, and be involved with them. You know what I mean? Even though, you know, everything else is going on in the outside world. So I, I don't know. It's just something that uh, I've been noticing. I saw you were really involved in STEM and I know it's done for my daughter and the kids <laughs> in her school. And it's just been amazing, man. So, you know, just me as I'm a, as a dad going, Hey, keep up the work Dalton, you know? Yeah. Thank you very much. No, I think 
having a project that you're working on outside of school, especially in a team atmosphere. I think these, these kind of programs, the extracurricular STEM stuff, I think that's a great way for kids to learn because it's, it's, it, it, it's fun and it's, and it's classwork as well. Yeah, for sure. So let's circle back and uh, let's talk Indy 500. I mean, the big one's coming up this weekend. Obviously, you are starting, uh, you know, P24. You know, what what, what are you looking at in, in the race? I mean, obviously, we got a big week ahead of us. Uh, it's a little bit different. I think some of the big festivities around, uh, you know, the Indy 500, obviously, you know, with fans, those kind of been canceled. But what's the week look like for you? And then, you know, come race day, what's it what's it going to take to start P24 and, and, you know, push your way towards the front? Yeah, so basically all week, you know, as the, uh, the it's a bit different this year, so we're going to be, you know, the media day and all that is more transition to, a, you know, like an online thing, Zoom calls and doing telephone interviews like this. And uh, leading up to the race, um, we're going to, you know, be at, be at the track working with the, with the engineers, with, with the team, kind of we got to make some setup decisions as far as our, you know, overall direction for the race. Uh, final practice on Friday, uh, car base, we have a couple hours to, you know, tighten up our pit stops and do some practice there, get me and the guys all gelling and working well in, in pit lane and, you know, test a couple options on the car setup side, make a decision there on what, what, what we want to do. And come come race day, you know, I think what we've seen in the longer kind of pack running that we've had this week in practice is that it's, it's pretty tough to pass uh, when you're on, especially as the tires wear. So especially that first stint, I think is going to be, uh, I, I'm, Making a prediction, so we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes next week. But I'm, I'm I'm thinking it'll be kind of processional, and then once tires start to wear and people are on different pit cycles, we'll see some action. So it'll be basically maximizing in and out laps, and then when you have fresh tires, being able to pass and get by guys. That's how we're going to move forward. Yeah, how, how has the weather been? I know you know when India immediately you know they said we're going to run it in August. You know a lot of people worried about you know temps and heat and things like that. I know uh, you know obviously we we've got this whole new aero screen and things like that. You know how, how's the heat been so far there? You know inside the cockpit. I mean obviously I know they've done a lot of work on the cooling systems and things like that to actually get you driver some airflow and things like that. How how's that been? Has it affected you at all? You know this race is actually that race, but this. The, the testing we've done so far has actually been the coolest it's been in the car this year, uh, even though the, the temps are pretty high. Although when we raced here um, earlier in the year for the GP, it was, I think it was actually hotter than, than it is now. So I think we're getting, a, we're getting a, a little bit lucky on the weather that it's, it's not too hot. Uh, but at the speeds that we're going, the, you know, the, the cooling and, and uh, the vents pump so much air through the cockpit that it, the temperature isn't as much of a factor as it is on the road course where you're slowing down and you know, going as slow as 60, 50 miles an hour. It's, it's, it's those moments when you're going slow and you don't have the air flowing through the cockpit when the temperatures really spike. So it actually hasn't been that bad. Yeah. Well, Dalton, I appreciate you taking the time. We're up against the time break, my friend. But uh, good luck this weekend. We'll definitely be tuned in watching you. It's a little weird for me. It's going to be the first, I think, Indy 500. I'm not on site in about five years. So uh, this is uh, it's a bit of a weird one for me. But uh, I will definitely be tuned in and, and pulling for you guys. Thank you. Well, we'll be missing you this year, but hopefully we'll see you there next year. Uh, absolutely. Wouldn't miss it, man. Well, thanks a lot, Dalton. Appreciate you taking the time to call on the show. And we'll be back with more after this on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. 
I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host a down and dirty radio show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it. So when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than Polaris and their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP 1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Your life demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance, and that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help get you where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible. Because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at Vision Wheel on social media to learn more. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount. Life is all about sound, the sound of sports, the sound of the racetrack, and the sound of your vehicle. Don't drive around listening to this. Drive around listening to the sound of performance. Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson Exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV exhaust at GibsonPerformance.com and get more power and more sound. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my good friend Joe Sylvester to the show. Man, it's been uh, been a minute, Joe, but uh, what, what the hell's happening, buddy? Yeah, Jim, it's glad I'm good to be back, man. Uh, it has been a little while. It's been quite a few years since I've been on the show, and I uh, know you've grown, uh, you've blossomed uh, in on your podcast and really grown. And we've done the same thing over here, gone from 
monster trucks to short course off road to late models to sprint cars to back the monster trucks again. <laughs> I know. I feel like you're coming full circle, man, with the monster trucks. Like it, it, it's like it's got this thing that just keeps pulling you back in. Like not that you've wanted to get away, but you go and do these other opportunities, and I feel like somehow, <laughs> some way, like all roads lead back to monster trucks for you. Yeah, that's really kind of been it. I always told people it's a lot like the mafia. Once you're in, you're in for life. <laughs> when you're in monster trucks, you know, just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. So, uh, no, man, I, uh, I got out in 2013. I, I started doing it back in 2006. I was 21 years old. And, um, you know, I spent my entire 20s out on the road monster truck. And I did two Guinness World Record jumps. I won the Young Gun Shootout for Monster Jam in Las Vegas at the World Finals. And kind of as of 2013, kind of had felt like I had done everything that I set out to do in the sport. And, um, you know, set my sights on a short course off-road racing career. And about a year into that, quickly ran out of money. And <laughs> so I started to uh, pursue other dirt track racing uh, ventures on a much more regional and local scale with late models. And uh, then I got into sprint car race in the past few years and um, did pretty well with it. I really enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun. Sprint cars are definitely intense. But I always still kind of had one foot in monster trucks. I was flying in, driving for other teams. I drove Gas Monkey Garage. I drove zombie zombie hunter uh with el toro loco and i got to travel the entire world doing that being a flying driver so it was a really cool experience it was it was a great opportunity and uh after a few years of being out of it i i realized that this is where i belong this is what i really enjoy doing i enjoy going out and putting on a show for people and uh as of last year i decided to partner up with a good friend and long term long time uh, mentor of mine gary bauer uh, we formed Sylvester Bauer Racing and fired the whole monster truck enterprise back up again. And we unveiled the truck at SEMA last year, the new Bad Habit Relapse, and uh, started on what was looking to be a very promising season this year that uh, came to an abrupt halt back in March. <laughs> Yeah, I know, and that's when you and I kind of started chatting again because the world pretty much came to an end in March. There's a couple months there where literally nothing was going on and kind of esports took off. You did a bit of sim racing too. I know you, you jumped in and did some of our events and stuff like that. Was sim racing something that you picked up during the pandemic or was that something like you've always kind of dabbled in or was that something totally fresh for you? I actually, um, when I started racing sprint cars a few years ago, I, I actually picked up, um, I, I made, I started to look into eye racing a little bit because I wanted to do something to kind of keep the hand eye coordination sharp during the off season so that I was fresh going back in the sprint car in the springtime. And uh, I called a guy to build me a gaming computer and he saw who I was and kind of saw my social media following. He's like, Hey man, I will sponsor you and give you all this stuff. You just put my name on your race car. So I got this top-notch gaming computer and this big three-screen setup that wraps around me. And I kind of fabricated my own rig setup out of one of my old racing seats and everything. And uh, before you knew it, I was I was eye racing, and I really I, I did it for a little while, just like I said in the off season to kind of keep the skill sharp for sprint car racing. And uh, then when I got back into monster trucks about a year ago, it just it literally has been collecting dust. So uh, when uh, you know, the time came to start digging into esports a little bit more. And when you provided an opportunity for us to actually go and do that on a pretty large scale with television coverage and everything, I was all about it because I still had sponsors that, you know, 
uh, that I needed to please. I needed to get their name out there. We're, we're, we weren't doing any monster truck shows. The world was kind of, like you said, it was stopped for a little while. And our only outlet with fans and to promote our partners was, uh, was esports. So I would jumped into it full force. We, uh, we did your series a little bit. We did a couple other ones, um, even did, uh, a virtual series of my outlaw monster truck drags, which was a tour that I just started had planned on starting this year. Our first event was supposed to be on the 4th of July. Obviously it had to get canceled. So we did the virtual outlaw monster truck drags, which was a combination of just like your series of real world racers, monster truck racers with uh, sim racers. And we did monster truck shows and broadcasted it on my YouTube channel. And, you know, it was, it was pretty cool for a little while. You know, it was fun to, you know, get, get behind the wheel of something and go out there and race and have fun with your friends again. But, um, you know, definitely ready to get back behind the wheel of something that makes a little bit of noise now. <laughs> well, and, you know, start your own series. You know what I find is really interesting, and I think a lot of people don't realize in regards to monster trucks is is they they think monster trucks and they immediately they think monster jam and that you know and and this is not taking anything away from monster jam but i i don't think what they realize is is there's so many monster trucks and so many independents out there kind of floating around you know that that aren't involved with monster jam for one reason or another and i feel like you know what you're trying to do and and kind of you know give guys an opportunity is kind of rally the troops and and say hey we've, we've got another option over here you know yeah, you're exactly right. You know, one thing that I learned when I stepped away from the sport for a few years, looking kind of looking from the outside in, and as I get a little bit older here and realize that the abuse I put on my body is I'm not going to be able to drive forever. And uh, even if I could, just driving and having one truck is not a very good way to try to make a living. Um, so I started looking at the promotion side of things. What can I do to not only – kind of give myself a future as a, you know, in the, in the industry, a sustainable, you know, to be able to build a sustainable living, but what can I do to also give back to the sport that I love to get back, give back to the industry that I love and what can I do something kind of different? Um, so that's where the idea came about to, to start the outlaw monster truck drags, which now moving into 2021, we're planning on more events. Um, you know, we did one event this year with no fans, uh, it was, it's, it's on fight TV. You can download all three rounds uh, individually and actually starting tomorrow or actually no Friday, tomorrow, Thursday. Like I said, I don't even know what the hell day it is starting Friday this week uh, on the fight TV app. You can download all three rounds plus some bonus footage of all of us drivers and crew guys sitting around a bonfire, kind of discussing what we're doing why we're doing a show with no fans, that kind of stuff. We filmed this back in June and we literally did three full monster truck shows in two days. We did three racing shows and three freestyle shows, and it's all rolled into one for $9.99 on Fight TV, and it's the first time anything like that has ever been done, uh, and, it's, and it's on a global platform. So I didn't just kind of sit on my hands and throw in the towel and say, well, I guess we're going to have to wait another year to start the outlaw drags. Um, you know, I, st- I decided to build a partnership with Fight TV and, go the pay-per-view route. So it kind of gives people something to do, something to watch during this time when no, not, well, not very many live shows are going on, but um, you know, the outlaw drags is, it's exactly that it's, it's outlaw. It's different from what other promoters are doing. It's different from what monster jam is doing. It's got a different feel, a different vibe, a different image. Um, We don't, I don't believe in 
filler acts in between monster trucks. I, I believe that people come and they want to see monster trucks. So I want to give them all trucks. So we decided to make the outlaw drags a series of three different divisions of monster trucks. One that is actually brand new and has never been done before. Uh, starting with the youth mini monster trucks, which have mainly been exhibition at a lot of other shows, but we're going to actually give them a class to race in now, you know, youth, they're like half scale trucks and they're really, really cool. Uh, and then it goes up to what are what we're calling the Pro Mod Monster Truck class, which is a 48-inch tire class. They're half the weight of a full-size monster truck and as much, if not more, horsepower. So they're really, really nasty vehicles. Um, most people know them as mega trucks. Yeah, they race them in the mud. They have kind of taller, skinny tires for the mud. Basically, I'm giving those guys another opportunity to use their truck in a different way and come perform and race with us and a different class of monster trucks called the pro mod class. And then you've got the full size pro alcohol monster trucks that we're calling it. So you could come to the outlaw drags and know that you're not going to see a, a fire breathing dinosaur or robots fighting each other or anything like that <laughs> when you really just want to see monster trucks. So you're going to have three different divisions of monster trucks. So uh, we kind of uh, played around with it a little bit with the fight TV deal that we did. And uh, going into next year, we've got a lot of big plans for it. Yeah, I call that all killer, no filler, where it's all the stuff you want to see and it's none of the, the garbage that gets tacked on that nobody really cares about. But uh, you actually had Medusa, right? She was involved with the uh, with the Fight TV broadcast, right? Wasn't she one of the hosts? Yeah, she was. She was the main host. And, uh, you know, we just thought it was a great fit because obviously Fight TV is new to motorsports. Uh, we're literally, I think, the second or the third event ever on Fight uh, in the motorsports category and obviously with Medusa's background in professional yeah. wrestling, uh, we thought it would be a great tie-in with Fight's already very large database of, of followers worldwide uh, that are somewhat new to motorsports. So. Yeah. One thing I've always admired about you, man, is uh, you know, you've got this going on with the mo- you've got your own racing programs. You've got this going on where you're not promoter and then you've also got like your coffee company. Like you're one of those guys and I don't think enough professional athletes like actually do this and you're one of the few that sees the industry for what it is and it's like i need to have an exit strategy at some point and you and i both know like none of us want to ever even admit that at some point we're gonna have to hang up the helmet but we all kind of know we are and i feel (laughs) like you've kind of diversified enough where as that kind of progresses in like you've got these outlets where you can continue to uh make money and be involved with things you know yeah i definitely have my hands and a lot of stuff, you know, high octane coffee has been my business for, uh, going on four years now. And, um, we've got two locations in Ohio. One of them is a franchise. One of them is mine. My girlfriend, Gabby runs my store. Um, I'm seldom there. She's there all the time. She runs the place for me. I go in when I, I actually roast the coffee personally in house and, uh, supply our, our, both of our stores. Plus we ship online at gethighoctanecoffee.com. We ship your coffee free, no, no, no shipping charges. And it's roasted fresh. So um, I, I wanted to kind of give the motorsports culture a different a different uh, option for coffee. You know, my my travels around the world, uh, there's a constant variable, and that was caffeine. Just keeping crazy hours, living out of airports and truck stops and hotels, and you know, performing into crazy hours of the night. Um, I always needed caffeine, so I started going to these small coffee shops all over the world and trying different types of coffee. Once I actually realized that there was more out there than Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and the crap that you get at the truck stop or the gas station, 
um, uh, realized that there's a lot more to coffee than that. So I would go to all these little coffee shops and I really found enjoyment in trying different coffee. But the one thing I didn't like was the coffee shops themselves. I didn't like the atmosphere. I didn't enjoy being around the people that were there and just the general atmosphere. It wasn't me. You know, I'm aggressive. I'm tattooed. I drive monster trucks. You know, coffee shop is not exactly my scene. So I got the idea for high octane coffee to be a more aggressive, edgy brand and coffee shop. So the the branding is edgy. It's aggressive. And when you go into our coffee shops, um, you know, it's you you're, you feel right at home. You feel like you're in your buddy's garage more so than you do a coffee shop. There could be somebody out in the parking lot doing a burnout. There's loud rock and roll music playing on the radio. It's fun. Yeah, definitely a whole lot of fun, man. I can't wait to get to uh, one of those, uh, one of your coffee shops at some point, man. But uh, speaking of, uh, we only got about a minute left before we hit the time break. But uh, what's up next for you? Obviously, the world's kind of getting put back together. I know it seems like uh, some events are starting to be run in certain areas of the country. What's what's on tap for you the rest of this year? Uh, we actually go down to Daytona Truck Meet at Daytona Motor Speedway in a couple of weeks for Renegade Products, one of my, my largest sponsors. We actually have a, uh, a deal with them where we're basically their – we are their traveling roadshow. I bring all the product and the tents and the tables and chairs and all that stuff, and I'm, I'm their display at these events. And also what we do with some of them, like we're doing at Daytona, I perform a freestyle exhibition uh, for all the fans there at Daytona Truck Meet, just like what we did at the, at the Mint 400. Uh, that was a really, really cool opportunity. I've always wanted to go to the Mint 400, never had the opportunity to because I'm usually always on the road that time of year. And when Matt Martelli told me he wanted me to go perform there, I was like, hell yes, absolutely. And uh, it, it kind of gave the fans something to do while all the cars and the motorcycles were out on the track. Well, Joe, we are up against a time break, my friend, and uh, we got to take a short commercial break. We'll be back after this on the Gentle Tired Honor Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-516-2499-800-516-2499-800-516-2499. Again, that's 800-516-2499. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo 
absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is one 888 If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Welcome back here to the Gentle Tired Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Wrapping up our number one. Thanks to everybody tuning in to our Power Hour on Sirius XM Channel 211. We're going to bid goodbye to you, uh, but uh, if you want to catch some more, hit us up on Apple Podcasts, downanddirtyshow.com, Podcast One, or flip the dial over there to uh, the Sports Byline Network, and you'll catch our number two or the American Forces Network. But, uh, man, what uh, what a great hour number one. Dalton Kellett, Joe Sylvester, and i got to tell you, we're ramping things up even more for hour number two. We are bringing it with some power rankings. Yeah, we had a lot of motorsports going on. Formula One off-road. Man, we had stuff going on at ERX. We had stuff going on at Vegas Arena. We had NASCAR racing at Daytona on a road course they've never raced on before. Um, You know, Indy 500 qualifying. I mean, man, you want to talk about racing, it is back. Whether we got fans in attendance or not, I got to tell you, there's a lot for us motorheads to watch on TV and on the internet, and uh, I am excited. I feel like this show is finally getting its mojo back and we can talk some racing i gotta tell you it has been far far too long since we've uh, had a lot to talk about and what we got like pro motocross getting kicked off now too i forgot to even talk about pro motocross uh, to open the show so man we we have so much content so much to get to i don't know if we're gonna have two hours we can even pack it in today um you know not only that but we got cranning coming up yes the mystical cranning the biggest off-road race of the year that's coming up labor day weekend we got uh nhra us nats that's coming up i mean what i'm excited can you guys tell i am absolutely excited and i gotta tell you we are going to be bringing it in hour number two talking all those stories and a whole lot more plus fan questions still got a chance to get them in at jim beaver 15 and i'll get them answered here in hour number two with that we're going to take a short commercial break we'll be back after this on the gentle tire down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor freaks of speed and motor heads it's kenny Sargent with speed freaks be sure to catch crash gladys Statman, and yours truly every sunday night seven to nine pacific ten to midnight eastern that's right speed freaks on the sports byline radio network 